Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a View from the Bullens podcast. Listen to all the news, views and inside track from Goodison Park. This is a View from the Bullens podcast, sponsored by the Beer Keller, Liverpool One. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to a very special episode from A View from the Bullens with myself, Ben Winstanley. And we're absolutely delighted to be joined by the chairman of the Everton Fans Forum, Tony Sampson, and a founder member as well, Barry Williams. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about all myths and everything about the Everton Fans Forum for people who aren't quite sure of what they do, what the roles is, and the ideology behind it. Tony, welcome. The first thing for you, I'm going to ask you, maybe before we get into the uh, the nitty-gritty stuff, why do you think it's important in modern-day football? Um, to have an, a fans forum and specifically for Everton itself. Cheers, Ben. First of all, thanks for inviting us on. It's great to uh, great to be able to talk to you about this and also to give us the opportunity to maybe share a little bit more about what the forum is and what it does. I know that people quite often question 
or don't really understand or looking to get more information. So I appreciate you um, giving me and Barry the opportunity to, to talk about it today. Um, I mean, in terms of sort of why it's important, I suppose if you take it above Everton for a bit, I mean, I think, you know, I think the most obvious thing to say, obviously, is, is that, you know, fans are the most important thing of, of any football club. And I think we've seen certainly the power within Everton of that over the course of the last 12 months, um, you know, very specifically. But you only have to look at football more generally, I think, in the last few years, and you've seen real challenges and um, very, very dangerous decisions being taken by football owners about um, decisions about how they, you know, their, 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 their supporters are impacted on the decisions that they make. Um, you know, you look at the Berries and the Oldhams of the world, you know, have had a real impact on, on that. And I think, you know, as has been has been said many, many times, you know, football is more than just sort of a pastime or a hobby for people. It's people's lives. And it means so much. It provides so much in terms of community and network and connection. So, you know, those decisions that there are often often made can can have a real impact on you know on the supporters. Uh, again, I think the other most obvious um, example I think is is what we saw with the Super League proposals um, a couple of years ago, and how damaging that would have been to the fundamentals of you know football as we know it, and certainly the you know the Premier League and. I think the response from fans, even by, you know, with the fans of those clubs that were, were driving that agenda, you know, spoke absolutely volumes around how important the football club was to them. And, you know, any changes and fundamental changes that, that were being proposed would, would have an impact on, you know, on, on their club. So, you know, I think what that's done is I think it's really heightened the exposure and the scrutiny around the role that fans have got uh, and should have. Uh, you know, in the future of their uh, future of their football club, so I think sort of you know that's that's it at like a at a macro level, if you like. And I think that you know that I think that agenda has really advanced. Obviously, we've seen the uh, the Tracy Crouch review in you know in in the UK and sort of the involvement and fan up input in there and proposals that um, you know the government's going to be driving in terms of introducing a regulator to try and put the right guardrails and protections around there. Uh, and then that's now I think trickling down through to the clubs. And um, so, as you know, um, you know, Everton have just recently formed its own sort of fan advisory board to make sure that, you know, there's an opportunity to, for fans to um, make sure that their representations and their voices heard at, at the highest levels of, of, of the club and make sure that there's a, you know, there's a two way street, really, and, and make sure that, that fans do get that opportunity to have their voices heard, whatever whatever their opinions are, as we know, certainly if you look at Everton, there's a, a wide range of views and perspectives and opinions on, uh, you know, the football club and how it works and maybe how it could be improved. And I think what's really important is, is that the likes of, you know, certainly the fans forum have got an opportunity and can provide a channel um, for, for for those fans to have their voices heard and, 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 and to basically provide a route whereby, you know, those, any questions or, issues can be uh, can be taken back to the football club and, and and hopefully influenced in a way that's gonna 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 better the fan experience barry tony summarized it pretty much perfectly there but the everton fans forum what are the what is the actual role of the forum and what are its objectives going forward the role of the fans forum is to ultimately represent the represent the fans in you know they might have an issue that might be something key to them but might be small to someone else and any anything that comes into us we take to the club so you know you you've seen like the past season you know you've had you've had the introduction of like hair game two which Siobhan a previous member introduced you've got 
Evertonians against Tate, which Siobhan also introduced. You had Everton for Change, which Chris which Chris introduced as well. Um, so it, it's about improving the fans' experience of the football club. Um, you've also seen the fact that, that towards the end of last season, you, yourselves were involved in, in the atmosphere. Um, and it's basically we'll meet with the club once a month, um, the last 30 of every month, and we'll discuss issues that are brought to us and take them forward to the club. And then once we get responses, we can put them out there. Simply made it to that's that is the objective of the, of the forum. Yeah, I think yourself and Tony, like you say, I think it, a lot of people talk and see Everton fans forum and think, what on earth do they do? But like you said, I hear it of you from the Bullens. We were a part with obviously yourself and a lot of other groups and, and the Everton fans forum who I put it out there without them, none of that atmosphere would have happened last season. They were absolutely brilliant in taking fans' concerns from the very bottom to the very top. And it's a massive, massive thing in, in modern-day football. And what's so good to see is the club's actually working alongside the fan base to improve people's experiences, to get behind different projects and different campaigns. And Tony, how does it work then? And what things are the project groups mainly focused on currently and going forward? Yeah, well, just, just to repeat what Barry said, I think you know the, the key role is, is for us to provide and act as a conduit between the wider fan base um, and the football club and make sure that there's an open line of communication and concerns, interests, but also ideas and suggestions can be, you know, can be taken, you know, sort of backwards and forwards both ways to sort of try and influence things. Um, the way that that we work, as, as Barry said, we kind of have a formal meeting every month um, where we you know, we bring ideas and suggestions based on the engagement that we do with different parts of the fan base on issues that, you know, are, are most hopefully most important, important to them. And I'll, I'll give you a run through maybe what some of those areas are in a minute. Um, but actually, you know, organising our work is, is really important, as you can imagine. There's, you know, we get lots of emails about a wide range of issues. So what we've we've done is, is organised our work into a number of different working groups. Um, so they focus on sort of... Uh, a range of different issues and then with each within each working group uh you know members of the forum we appoint a lead for each of those groups and then um members of the forum can then volunteer to be part of to be part of those groups and just to give you an idea of sort of the subjects and areas that we cover in those and um, you know i think the most prominent one that will be top of people's minds is atmosphere and the match day experience so uh you know the work that people will have seen towards the end of last season and the fantastic work that was done to you know to to really drive the atmosphere and the coach greets and and really sort of help the team get over the line uh there was a link in with the atmosphere group that the forums got there I think what was really, really good about that last year actually is, is that it really expanded it beyond the forum. So as, as everybody I'm sure is aware by now, you know, the, the power of that was really enhanced by the fact that, you know, a number of other sort of, you know, different groups were involved in bringing those suggestions and making that happen. And you know, I think that's something that we want to see um, moving forward as, as the forum sort of evolves over the course of the season is how do we keep expanding that, that those networks? 
In addition to that, we've got a couple of other working groups. One is focused on retail. So we get lots of uh, queries and questions around the retail operations of the football club, whether that might be in relation to availability here in the UK, or obviously, you know, most people will know that I'm out in Chicago and sort of availability in foreign markets has been a kind of a long running issue. So again, that's something else we champion. And then just sort of the experience and fan up inputs as well into um, sort of working with some of the uh, retail partners that, that, that we can have, as well as maybe some of the more practical sort of concerns and issues and complaints that happen. You know, there seems to be a flurry of complaints sort of each year around, around the kit launch, you know, in terms of you know, this year's example is around kind of the, the square around the, the sponsorship, the sponsor and, you know, how, do, how does the club deal with that and how can fans sort of, you know, get their returns and stuff. So quite sort of, t- sort of practical, hands-on sort of operational issues um, uh, as well. Um, but we've also, again, just to give you an example, you know, one of the things that we've been working on and we've been persistently pushing in retail over the last number of years has been the availability, you know, in different markets. So you may have seen covered recently that finally there's going to be in-store uh, availability of um, Everton shirts in Ireland, which has been something that the Irish Toffees and the Emerald Island Blues and other and other Evertonians based in Ireland have been sort of, you know, been concerned about for a long, long time. So again, that's just a practical example of, you know, how the forum can pick up on an issue, work with supporters and supporters groups, and then sort of then take that back to the club and, and keep pushing that agenda. So that's um, that's sort of a, a recent success, uh, if you like. The other areas that we work in in the working groups, we've got one that focuses on the new stadium, the new stadium move, obviously, given the, the importance of that. The forum was involved uh, in the very early days in terms of the consultation on the actual design of the stadium that the, that the club did. And we've continued to keep a, a working group in, in place on there. I think, obviously, as the, the stadium continues to get built and uh, starts to get put in place there's going to be more emphasis now on what's the fan experience going to be like in the new stadium what's the catering offering going to be like uh, obviously there's going to be a point at which there's going to be a discussion around the pricing points and affordability and all sorts of those issues so there'll be issues that again that, that the forum will get involved in and will seek to get fan input and, and, and take back to the club we have an international working group as well so that was something that was set up a couple of years ago um, I think um, I know you guys have got sort of a reach on view from the Bullens and have, have had visitors to your events uh, from, from international toffees. I think there's been a real focus from the forum to sort of really integrate the uh, and help provide a link from the international uh, Evertonians community into the club as well. And that's something, again, that we're, you know, we're keen to, 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 to keep on pushing. And then the final two things, uh, two um, groups I've mentioned is... Um, something that was introduced last year, which is our Evertonians against hate. Barry referenced that a little bit earlier, which was something that we felt that was important as well after feedback from other groups that, you know, we needed to make sure that there was a, a way in which fans could input into ensuring that there was no room for discrimination uh, at Everton. Um, that led on to the introduction of the Hair Game 2 movement in partnership with the football club that the uh, the, the brilliant Siobhan Doran led as well. So again, you know, that's uh, obviously there's broader issues in relation to discrimination that we're going to be focusing on for, for this season. And then finally, uh, Chris Holtzell, who's one of our newer members, has been um, driving the whole sustainability agenda through Everton for Change. So you may notice that the club has had a, a sort of a stronger emphasis on that. So, you know, what Chris has uh, been doing there is sort of, again, brought a network of blues together to, to feed in ideas. And 
I guess our role is kind of, it's kind of, it's dual really. I think we're there to provide input and the feedback from fans, but actually also to, you know, in a, in a, in a constructive way, hold the club's, um, you know, um, feet to the fire as well and provide that, that level of challenge, um, you know, uh, when it, when it's needed. And, you know, for, for some of you that know some of the characters on the, on, on the forum, including, including, Barry, who's on this pod, uh, and others, you know, they're they're certainly not afraid to do that as well. So that's kind of how we're organised. Obviously, we meet with the club on a monthly basis. They're the formal meetings, but um, you know, the the work groups meet in and around and in between those. And I can tell you that I don't think there's a day when we're not all engaging on some sort of issue, um, you know, in relation to the club. And I know certainly from my own personal perspective, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interacting with different people at the club uh, every day to take on the issues and get ahead of issues and make sure that, you know, we're, we're, we're doing what we can to, you know, make sure the fans' voice is heard. I think you've both covered the role of the forum brilliantly there. I think a lot of people and our listeners will greatly benefit from obviously understanding the role of the forum and how they interact with the club. And moving on to the next topic, and, and that is working with the club. I'm going to bring you back in, Barry. So how often do you actually meet with the club and, and how difficult is it to manage the relationship with the club being such a passionate blue like yourself? As, as Tony touched on there, then, um, we meet on the last Thursday of every month, so it's, it's just once a month. Um, and, you know, it's sometimes it, sometimes it is difficult because, you know, I'll, for example, mate, I'll, I'll use my the one where I, I try to get free travel for Chelsea away. Around Christmas last season, you know, I Tony will tell you I I pushed really hard for that. Um, the club didn't agree to it, and then you know you you still got to you still got to maintain like a professional. You still got to be professional towards the club because you know if if you don't do nothing, if you're if you're sort of like aggressive towards them, then in future you know when you need their help, so like when we needed their help for the atmosphere stuff, they simply could have come back and went, no, we're not helping you because of previous. So you, you've got to like, you, you know, you, you treat people how you want to be treated, mate. So, you know, you treat them with respect, they'll treat you with respect. So you've got to, you've got to be firm, but fair, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense um, to me. Tony, who is obviously involved in these meetings? Obviously, Barry's touched on that the last phase of every month. And I know Barry personally, know yourself, Tony, and both great blues, top lads. And like like Barry's touched on there, it's all about being fair, firm and friendly. So who do the forum actually meet with within the club and who's involved with these decisions? Yeah, so our, our main route is, um, is and our main connection is through the fan engagement team. Um, so... Um, they all work through um, Richard Kenyon's um, part of the organisation um, in, in engagement. So um, the individuals that we're, that regularly attend our meeting and we're speaking to on a daily basis include the likes of um, Christine Pryor, Scott McLeod, uh, Beth Jones, um, Mo Magazaki. Uh, they're, they're our route. And, and what, what they do is they provide then a kind of almost like a, a bit of a filter and a funnel. So... Um, you know, if there's issues, obviously, that affect or impact or are related to different parts of the football club, 
then you know they will you know they'll channel that and, and work with us then to sort of make sure that we get you know get the right answers so you know, for example if we've got a question around availability of merchandise or or, or something related to, to retail you know they, they will connect us with the partnerships team and make sure that you know we've got um, the right level of access and can answer the questions that we may we, you know we want to we want to get answered um but you know again just to, to reiterate really what, what Barry said you know it's it's um you know, I think it's a forum whereby we can provide a level of healthy challenge, and we do, um, and we do that regularly. Um, you know, Barry's just given an example himself. I think about other things that you know we, we've done the same retail, as I as I mentioned earlier. You know, we had a number of questions around you know some of the partnerships that the club had um, introduced last year, particularly around um, you know the Socios um, partnership, where you know we we wanted to just understand. Um, you know the, the boundaries of that partnership and what protections might be in place in relation to you know to supporters and you know I think I think that's what's you know what's one of the benefits of the forum is is that not only can we bring ideas and suggestions you know we we can also provide um, you know areas where you know we know that there's going to be concern and there's going to be challenge um, look you know let's not let's not pretend that you know there hasn't been. You know a huge amount of focus you know on the football club and and sort of its strategy in the last year you know we, we've seen obviously a lot of um, concerns raised there you know the forum did actually meet you know with some of those groups that have got uh, you know have got those concerns and, and were able to you know we wanted to make sure that they were being heard you know through the forums that we've got so you know we we met with those groups and you know shared you know some of the issues that they had you know and, and were asked that sort of you know that they were reflected and taken on board so as i say it's it's it covers the whole the whole range of of issues i think you know one thing that i think is is going to be changing and i'm sure we'll get onto it a bit later is you know obviously now with the introduction of the the fan advisory board i think that that's going to be the vehicle where there's you know a, a real focus on the strategic issues for the club um, whereas the forum, I think, will have more of a an operational focus on sort of you know, as I say, would that be the the match day issues or the retail issues or uh, you know, kind of the experience for for international fans? That's that's sort of I think how things will, will be distinguished. But I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit, Benji. Yeah, we certainly will. But it wouldn't be a podcast about flipping the coin and looking at the other side of the coin. Barry, I'm going to bring you back on this. Um, obviously, with everything that to do with Everton, no ever good or bad, people will always start little murmurs, little rumours and some sort of myths in relation to, obviously, the fans' forum. And people have asked and people have said to myself and others, and I've seen online that the forum do get criticised for being maybe secretive and, and too close to the club. Do you think that's fair, Barry? For me, I'm not so sure, but these are some of the myths and what people say online. Being being honest, mate, right? I I don't think it's fair because everything that we say in a meeting is simply on the Everton website. Uh, we we publish minutes every month of what gets said in meetings, and there's nothing in meetings that doesn't get put on. So, you know, if the info is out there, if people if if people really want to search it, you know, we we've got we've done podcasts ourselves, mate, telling people what we've discussed in meetings. We've you know, I know in I know going forward we're we're going to improve our communications with fans. So fans don't think we're being as secretive, or those fans that do think that hopefully it changes their perception of the forum. You know, I think Tony's got a tweet ready to be drafted out um, of what we discussed in the last meeting, um, and that, that's never been done before. You know, so we are 
trying to improve our comms with the fans. Um, but as, as I've said, mate, everything is out there. If that, that we discuss in meetings with the club, you know, and you can see who says what because everyone's initials are on there. So being secretive, I don't really agree with me. If I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I think for people who who don't check up, it is published on the Everton website and they can be readily readily available. It's just a case of looking in the right place. And Tony, on this whole myths and some certain of negativity which surrounds the likes of social media, some fans are saying that the, the fans form acts as a mouthpiece for the club. Could you say this is a true statement and add any further to what Barry's saying? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I... I... I'll be honest with you. Before before I joined the forum, I'll be honest. I, I didn't I didn't really sort of know about it. I mean, you know, this is why you approached us. I think about about this pod was because you know you kind of knew us as individuals and a few other members of the forum. But I think you were asking genuine questions around how does it work, what do we do, and how even how can how can people get involved. So I kind of understand you know those questions, um, and I think there is a responsibility for us um, to you know to to communicate and. You know, get 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 the messages out there, and you know, so people kind of do have a better understanding, or we can help people have a better understanding. I, I get that, and I think in that in the course of the last few years, I think you know we've tried to improve that. As Barry said, you know, we we you know we introduced our own podcast, and I think we've been more visible on some of the the other kind of you know fan media platforms. You know, yourselves, Toffee TV, and and, and other others as well. We we loved our game and social media. You know, and our, our engagement on that is you know is increased significantly. Um, but I think you know, and, and obviously, as Barry said, the minutes are, the minutes are published there. But you know, I think we'll all know that. You know, people's willingness to go and hunt down minutes on a website is probably pretty low, particularly in the age of of social media. So, as Barry said, in fact, we there was a group of six of us on a call for an hour and a half last night talking through exactly how can we improve this and you know and more consistently and sort of better share this information. So that's something that we're 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 committed to do, and we've got a number of ideas on how we can you know we can improve that engagement and, and information flow um, moving forward. Um, I guess you know your question about kind of being the mouth mouthpiece for the club. Um, I think we've got a role to you know people ask a question around sort of you know the operations of the club or uh, you know they might have a question around. Anyway, I'll give you one sort of in the last week. I you know I got a number of queries around or the forum got a number of queries around um, you know when the resale platform would be would be up and running. Uh, obviously, there was de- there was delays this you know this season with the start of this season. You know, so you know, we've got to go back to the club and sort of try and understand what those delays have been, and so we can then go back and communicate with people, and you know, and give an explanation as to you know what might have been the holdup, and that's what we've got to do. So, you know, I think there's a two-way communication there, um, you know, and it's it's important that we can give people, you know, as much information as we can to help them understand why there might have been a delay to that platform. So, you know, look, I, I guess you know, I think that's you know that's that's important, but. You know, I think again, there's been sort of concerns that, you know, we're just sort of there to to to, to push club information out, and you know that 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 isn't the case. We are there to help people understand kind of why things might be working a certain way or not working another way. But you know, I, you know, I think you guys will be familiar with this. You know, sometimes you know the way that's presented or the information that's given isn't isn't going to please everybody. But you know, I think one thing that we are definitely committed to doing is 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 improving that visibility and and those communications. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think looking at it from the outsider in, I think this podcast was needed for people to understand, obviously, the pros and cons of each. And you've both answered both topics perfectly. I just want to add, I know you two are being very professional on this and not really, but these two individuals do this voluntary, that they're not sorted by the club. The club don't look after them. It literally is in their spare time that they are passionate Evertonians who give up their few hours in the pub or few hours with the family to go to these meetings to make Everton better. And I don't think they've emphasised this enough on the podcast so far. So I just wanted to put that in there because obviously the work that they do behind the scenes is incredible. We we had a, obviously our view from the Bullens nights just gone on Friday and Barry was there and the work he did last season for the atmosphere was was unbelievable. And as I touched on earlier on in the, in the podcast, if it wasn't for the likes of Barry and others, it, it would, just would not have happened. And for me, Everton would have been relegated. So I, I'm over the moon that, that you guys are there pushing for this because for me, Goodison's been the best it's been for years. And there's a lot much going on uh, behind the scenes, which I'm going to touch on later on the podcast. But Tony, I'm going to stick with you for the next topic. You could, only because you mentioned it earlier in regards to the fan advisory board. What what does this actually mean then for the Everton fans forum and how will the, the forum work alongside the fan advisory board? Yeah, so I think I touched on, on the fact that um, you know the, the the fab the fab has been introduced largely to be a to be a, a platform to to channel through um, strategic issues and take on strategic issues uh, around the running of the football club. Um, and I think you know the key difference of that is that that the fab will have you know a direct route to um, senior executives um, on the football club. In fact, that you know there's, there's commitments there that you know there'll be regular interaction between board members and, and others around the football club. So I think that's sort of the, the key difference. The forum is focused on kind of more grounded operational issues, I think, and that's where 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 you know where the distinction will be. The fab obviously is made up of a number of kind of existing established supporter groups and representative organisations that are already working on a lot of you know the operational issues and i think you know the judgment was it, it makes sense for that to continue because you know they've already got in some cases memberships or they've got networks and you know sort of in the broader fan base and they'll still be able to you know to to, to, to leverage those and and work with those you know specific um parts of the fan base to make sure that their voices are representative and then, in addition to those those groups, obviously, there's a number of um, places on the the fan advisory board where individual Evertonians were, you know, applied and, and and were elected on. So, again, there's there's a balance there in terms of you know doing their best to make sure that the, the broader fan base is is represented in in, in those discussions. Um, uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I think we're kind of still finding our feet in terms of you know what what might be. Um, you know the the boundaries, other than what I've said in terms of the split between strategic and operational. Um, but I know from the conversations that have already happened, you know that the, there'll definitely be a, a very clear role for the forum moving forward. And you know how we've organised the the working groups, I think will you know will help us stay focused on the things that you know are, are important to Evertonians, and hopefully we can continue to to make the sort of changes and influence and impact that you know you referred to with, with Barry and the other supporter groups in relation to, to atmosphere and I know you're probably trying to move on but you know your emphasis on volunteers I, I really appreciate you doing that you know at the end of the day you know the forum is is, is 11 Evertonians that come from they've got all sorts of different evidence stories and experiences and professional backgrounds and you know they, they they've they've come into this because um 
they feel as though they, you know, there's things that can be changed or influenced and, and they're prepared to roll, roll the sleeves up and, and get involved. And, you know, it isn't always to everybody's satisfaction, but, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's worth people just remembering that. Barry, obviously the new season's upon us. What can we expect this season from the, the Everton fans forum themselves? Is there anything in the pipeline? Oh, um, going forward, mate, I know, I know personally, uh, at, at me, Tony, Dave, you know, we'll be working with the 1878 and you know, other groups to help keep the atmosphere what it was towards the end of last season. So, just to put out there early, there will be a coach welcome for the Liverpool game. Um, I know, um, Chris Halshaw has got who, who runs Everton for change, uh, club in the pipeline of. Sorting the first uh, green match day as well. Um, I know Tony will be doing a lot of work with uh, the international fans, as will as will Jeff. You know, getting sorting the issues that they've got out. So when 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 they come over, you know, they can be put in contact with 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 ourselves. You know, with the fans who might want to meet them. You know, where to go around the match, around the city. Um, you've got. The new, obviously, the stadium as well. So, you know, any issues that people people have got, they can email into the into the stadium uh, email address, which Tony will be able to give you off the top, off the because I can't remember it off the top of my head. You know, any issues that they've got, they can they can email in, and we can put them to the club. Um, but we all what we just want to do, mate, is just make make this football club. You know, like like fans are connected to it, and we want to be that bridge between the fans and the club. But literally, that's why we're called the Fans Forum, and and our motto is simply the voice for Evertonians. Like I can't put it any more simpler than that. So we just want to continue the good work that we've done over the past few years. You know, keep going and see where it takes us, mate, because. You know, we've we've got a bright future. You know, we've got the new stadium coming up, so we we want to do what we can for the fans because ultimately everyone wants a good experience as well. And Everton Football Club, don't you? So it's it's that it's that for me, mate. Tony, you're obviously newly elected chairman of the fans forum itself. What can we expect from obviously on top of what Barry said from yourself, and how do you want to? make it more of like a positive impact on all fans because for me like Barry's just touched on the atmosphere everything about it is is all run through the fans forum isn't it yeah well I mean I think the success is is the way that the fans forum is worked with you know I don't want to lessen the impact of, of all the other groups that have been involved in that just just to be clear but you know I think you know the work Barry's done has been helped to provide that connection with the club and and work constructively there but I think um you know what's what's good about kind of the recruitment process that we go through is is obviously people when they're doing that are giving us new ideas around things you know that we can improve on. You know we talked about you know communication and and how we can maybe have a bit more visibility and understanding and awareness around you know what to do and how to get involved. Um, you know we've we've talked as a forum and again the sort of group that, that 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 got together last night is you know I think there is room for us to be more proactive about how we engage with groups of um you know with well with Evertonians. Um so again we're we're looking at you know what can we do that you know whether you know it's it's the likes of this or whether there's 
maybe more opportunity around match day to, to interact with Evertonians and, and provide them with an opportunity to come and talk to us about issues that, that, that matter. Um, you know, again, the use of technology and spaces and all the other all the other things that are open to us, I think is something that, that we want to do. Um, and then the other thing I've mentioned is, is um, you know, the work that, that Barry's done, the work that Siobhan did, the work that Chris has done, I think some of the work that we've done internationally, I think, What's really helped us drive that is is we've we've really developed networks so that people have been able to feed in directly and Evertonians have been able to feed in directly to to the ideas because we don't pretend that we've got all the answers we certainly haven't or we haven't got all the ideas so our ability to create those networks across all our working groups I think will will only will only make sure it's better and also allows us to test things as well um, and and get a you know maybe a, a bit of a a more real life pulse on kind of what you know what's important to Evertonians. So that's something that we, we're going to be expanding both informally and, and 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 formally as well. So I mean, you know, the Hair Game Two movement, for example, I know there's a network of you know thirty or forty Evertonians that are, are you know constantly sort of you know bringing their ideas on you know what's the next stage and what are the next steps and how can they improve you know the match day experience for you know for for our female supporters and again same in other areas and I think you know we, we take that on board and you know having more proactive communication and opportunities for people to get involved is something I think that we'll see change on this year. And there we have it blues the Everton's fans forming one podcast for me it's been extremely beneficial for myself to listen in to obviously host this podcast and I'm pretty sure that yourselves will be a lot more aware of what the roles are who they are and can put a, a voice to a name. So we hope it really was beneficial in a special episode. Tony, Barry, thank you so much for coming on. It really is appreciated. For our listeners, um, there'll be a lot more episodes coming out this week. And if you haven't seen yet already, we've got our next Beer Keller event on this Friday, the 16th of September, which we, we all hope you can come. There's only a number of limited amount of tickets left. So please be quick. It's for an absolute amazing cause. Obviously, we're privileged to be able to pay for travel for an Everton bus, but to be doing things for, for people to to eat and for the food banks, honest to God, it, it means such so much to us here if you from the Bullens. But once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Good night, all the best, stay safe, and we'll speak to you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.